Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Will Gray, who is, of course, the editorial lead betting and fantasy PGA Tour guy for golf betting, as well as previously been at the Golf Channel, too. And, Will, it's been a long time, man, but once again, we appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, good to be back with you guys. Always fun to, to chat a little Masters when the gang gets back together to get the match. That's right, and uh, it's going to be a great one, too. And I know we'll get talk about specific golfers and you know chances and betting and odds and all that fun stuff, too. But as far as going into this particular Masters, though, I always feel like there's storylines and maybe some drama. But for you personally and just looking into this event, what would you say is the biggest storyline? Is it simply the live versus PGA? It feels like that's kind of old, but is it that or is there something different as far as uh, what's the biggest headline for the Masters right now? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly an element. I, I think that, you know, Scheffler coming in this week has a legitimate chance to go back-to-back, which is it's a very short list of guys that have, have won this tournament in consecutive years. It's Tiger, Jack, and Nick Faldo. That's it. Uh, and he's, you know, currently the betting favorite. He's a guy that has won twice already this year, won the Players' Championship by five shots, clearly the number one player in the world right now. So a lot of attention on him. And then any time we're talking Augusta, and if he's ever in any sort of form, which he usually is, uh, there's a spotlight on Rory McIlroy, you know, trying to round out the final leg of the career Grand Slam. This is the ninth time he has come to this event trying to get that last one out of the four majors. He hasn't gotten there yet. Uh, you know, there, you can make a long list of guys that should have won the Masters and didn't, whether it's Ernie Els or Jason Ball or Drake Norman, what have you, Tom Weisskopf. You know, I, will Rory ever get over the hump? I think it's, it's TBD, but certainly, you know, he comes in this week with a lot of uh, attention and a lot of discussion as a result. Part three going on today, and there have been practice rounds leading up to the event, but there seems to be a, a stigma with the part three that the winner of the part three isn't necessarily going to fare well for the tournament itself. So do you have, yeah, you think some players kind of, they want to have fun, but at the same time not necessarily win the part three because it doesn't bowl well. Yeah, I mean, guys can be a little superstitious, especially in golf. Uh, so I, it is uh, pretty common around the part three contest. You might see guys just not turn in a scorecard, or maybe they let their three-year-old kid hit the last putt on nine instead of them holding out. Uh, other guys, listen, if you win the part three contest, you get a little piece of crystal from Augusta National. That doesn't suck, right? So at least you're going you're going home with something. Uh, but certainly if, if you're in that group that really think coming into this week, you think I've got a chance to win this, you probably are shooting for second or third place in the part three. So I want to ask you, because you bring up Scotty Scheffler, and you talked about the betting odds, which he is the favorite by most standards. And uh, if you talk to, the, to any of the people out there or experts in, in golf, and they kind of give him the, the nod as being the favorite. But but why is it? Obviously, he's played well, and he won it last year. But what is it about him and his game right now to where everyone feels like, hey, it's this is the guy, this is the one you need to bet on, because we know how many great golfers are in this, and we know – as you mentioned, how difficult it is to go back-to-back, but why is it him being the guy that everyone feels so confident in right now? I mean, essentially right now he doesn't have a huge weakness, which is always nice, uh, but really the, the biggest strength for him is iron play. This is a, a second-shot golf course where it's not only, hey, hit the green from 210 yards away, it's, hey, hit this 30-foot-wide section of this super undulating green from 210. And he is able to do that. You, if we look over – the last five or ten years at the Masters, it's more often than not the guys that are really super precise with their irons that are either winning or in contention. So that's what kind of separates him. But then you look already at, at the early part of 2023, he's, he's playing well 
at all the places he played well last year. He won in Phoenix last year. He defended the title, went back-to-back this year, almost went back-to-back at the match play in Austin. He finished third, uh, uh, fourth, actually, lost to Rory in the semis. Uh, And then in between, he won the player championship by five shots. It's the best field of the year. So uh, those are kind of the markers. You know, I've talked to a few odds makers entering this week, and it kind of felt like Rory and Scheffler were on even footing. They're pricing Rory based on the the public support that they're expecting. A lot of people want to bet on Rory, but they're pricing Scotty because they believe uh, in their heart of hearts that he should be the favorite. Now, when um, we, we talk about comparing these players and their chances of winning, but players aren't playing against each other. They're playing against the course. So who are some of those players that you see their game is best suited for this course at Augusta? Yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a course where course history is more important than maybe any other uh, event certainly any other major when you have these courses bouncing from place to place the masters that's the great part about it is you're always coming back uh for better or worse you're coming back to augusta national and a, you know a guy like jordan speed who has such great memories and also some memories he can't get rid of uh between that that win in 2015 and the one that got away in 2016 same thing with rory he goes out last year shoot 64 in the final round that's his best round ever at augusta but everyone still asks him about you know the tee shot on 10 that was now 12 years ago when when he let one get away. So, you know, those are guys that have some really good form. John Rahm had four straight top 10 finishes at this event until last year. So he's another one. Uh, you know, Dustin Johnson's right there, too, a former winner. Uh, the guys that play well at Augusta National tend to play well year in and year out. So it's, it's not a surprise to see a lot of guys near the top of the betting board that have some pretty strong course form. We're speaking with Will Gray, a guy who knows all about the golf side of things, about the masters of golf betting here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. So uh, knowing that, Will, of course, you know, being on the betting side of things, too, we know that uh, when there's a favorite, a lot of money's going to go towards that. But is there somebody that you really like that you know, doesn't have to necessarily be a long shot, but maybe has uh, a little bit of a, of a higher odd as far as being a winner and the masters that maybe not a lot of people are talking about right now? Yeah, I think if you drift down around, you know, depending where you shot, 20, 22 to 1, I'm very high on Xander Shoffley. I think he's got all the, you know, the characteristics that you would want out of a Masters champion and a major champion. He's been there close before. He's been a runner-up previously. He was right in the mix in 2019 when Tiger won. So he's he's a guy that, that I certainly have circled. Someone I'm, I'm interested to see how he plays that's gotten a lot of betting support is Max Homa, who has won twice uh, since last year's Masters, including a win at Torrey Pines in January. He's up to fifth in the world, and he has won five times in the PGA Tour. He's really leveled up his game over the last 12 months, but he has not yet finished inside the top 10 at a major. Uh, so the thought usually is, hey, you need to get in, the, in contention. You need to get in the mix before we, you know, and see how you do there before we can really think you're going to win one. There's a lot of people out there betting on Max Homa that think that that might not apply, that really all that he's done over the last six, eight, 12 months might be enough, that the first time essentially he gets in the mix at a major might be the time he breaks through. A lot of uh, back and forth about PGA Tour and live. Which live golfer you feel like has best chance to win here at Augusta? Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. I would say probably Cameron Smith. I mean, he's the top ranked in the in the world uh, from them, and he's he's the Open champion. He won the last time a major was played, so uh, probably would give him the inside track at this, given he's played well here before as well. And uh, will live golfers continue to be able to play at the Masters, or is there something that's going to take them out of qualifying? Uh, it depends on how you're qualified, it seems. Uh, you know, I think that, it, you know, the tournament is run by Augusta National. They kind of make up their own rules. They made up a rule today, actually, for next year that the NCAA champion gets in. So 
Uh, it's it's a fluid situation. I would say that the guys that are our past champions, guys like you know Phil and Sergio uh, and Dustin Johnson, they're probably going to be in. Guys that were trying to qualify via world ranking, um, that might be a little bit of a, a slippery slope because it's still kind of uncertain as to whether or not um, you know they're, they're going to be awarded world ranking points to those events. So, well, I feel like last year when we talked to you about the Masters, it was almost like we were talking about the same type of thing with Liv and PGAs. Like it's an ongoing thing. You know, they didn't invite Greg Norman just to avoid any sort of uh, problems or drama or anything like that. I know it's hard to look into the future, but is there ever going to be anything that where they just work this out? Because I feel like it's it's not hasn't taken away fully from the great event like the Masters and other things too, but it just seems like it's always going to have this dark cloud surrounding it. I just I just want to know if there's ever going to be a time where. Everybody's just going to get over it and learn how to play together and hopefully not have to have these questions and these uh, storylines being put out about these two different leagues. I mean, I hope so, right? I, I think as a golf fan, you want to see the best players in the world all playing together under one big tent. And, and however that comes to be, it's probably going to be, you know, a value add for golf fans and viewers. So, uh, you know, it, it, as you said, it's hard to tell, you know, what's going to happen six months in, from now, let alone two or three years down the road. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic that at some point, uh, maybe cooler heads will prevail and, and we can get everything back to a little close to how it was. And speaking of former golfer or golfers that are former champions there at Augusta and the Masters, and uh, always having a good chance to win because of the fact that they've won there before, they know the course. Course stays the same every year, you know, same location. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, there's always. Uh, a lot around them as far as the interest in their games. How do you see their chances of winning? Yeah, I, I would not uh, be rushing to the window for either one of them to win the Masters. Let's put it that way. I, I think I'm, I'm interested to see what Tiger does, especially. He was really candid yesterday in his press conference, basically saying that, uh, you know, as he's closing in, it's hard to believe he's closing in on his 50th birthday, but he's saying, I don't know how many more of these I have left. And he's been open about, you know, the fact that his leg that he injured in that car wreck in 2021, it hurts more now than it did last year. That, yes, his endurance is up, and yes, he's able to play a little more golf, but the wear and tear is really starting to show. So, uh, you know, the further away we get from that 2019 victory, the more remarkable it becomes in my mind. And uh, certainly it, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays. We're, we're now in this new era where Tiger just plays a limited schedule. He's going to play his event at Riviera, as he did this year in February, and then he's probably going to play the majors. That might be it. Um, and so it depends on what he's going to be able to do in such limited reps and, and how he's going to be able to get his body ready. But I'll say this, he's never missed a cut at the Masters as a professional. 23 in a row, if he makes it this week, uh, that would tie the all-time record uh, for consecutive cuts made. So I'm sure that he has that on his mind and trying to at least make it to the weekend. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question about him, if you feel like he makes the cut. It, uh, you know, the 2019, we know that a lot has happened since then, but, man, that that moment and, and everything that uh, it, it brought to golf was just so awesome when he was able to win the Masters. Not saying that he would now, but uh, it, it's almost like I'm at the point, Will, where if he can just be involved somehow on Sunday, like just be in the mix, it'd be great if he won, but uh, I just feel like for golf and for viewership and for ratings and for all those things, man, if he can just kind of be in the mix on Sunday, that would be – uh, an awesome thing, not only for diehard golf fans, but also for the casual fans to tune in and just to see what Tiger ends up doing. Yeah, it's like the soccer mom. It's just I just hope both teams have fun, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that, that I think we're all in that boat. We just want to see Tiger play golf on TV and in person, and and whatever form that takes, uh, whatever stage that's in, 
that that is all window dressing. But certainly when you get to a week like this at an event that means so much to him and, and a course where he has so many memories, it's just great to have him there, and it would certainly be great to have him there for four days. To How much of a factor can weather be at Augusta? We, we know that uh, with the forecast, it's supposed to start off with great weather and then take a turn once you get into the weekend. And, of course, for the golfers that are – they may not even be thinking about that because they want to get to the weekend and have to worry about it, you know, at that time. But uh, what what kind of factor can weather be for this course? Big factor this week. If you look at, at uh, the forecast, you know, the, the folks in the green jackets have a lot of tools at their disposal. They've got this sub-air system humming whenever you're on the ground there. Uh, you can you can literally hear it going and sucking the moisture out of the ground. But uh, that Mother Nature is putting up a battle, according to what the weather folks think. And especially, as you said, Saturday looks pretty bleak. Friday afternoon, it could start getting rainy. But Saturday, the high is supposed to be like 50 degrees. It's going to be wet and cold. So, uh, you know, the, the sunny skies and, and mid-80s, whatever they have today, those are going to be a, uh, in the rearview mirror big time by the time we get to Friday and Saturday. I think we'll be okay for Sunday. I don't think we have to talk yet about a Monday finish. But I do definitely expect some significant delays at some point. Uh, in the proceedings, and you're right, it's, it's kind of uh, you know throwing a dart to figure out where you're going to be as an individual player and how you're going to be impacted by that. Do you have to play the course when it's about to rain and it's really firm and the wind is up 15, 20 miles an hour, or are you going to play after the delay when the greens are a little softer and more receptive and you have some scoring options? So hard to tell at this point, but I do think that especially Friday into all day Saturday, weather is going to be a big storyline. Is there a particular golfer out there that maybe nobody's heard of or maybe is new to, to the tour or anything like that, that that you're looking at and maybe people need to start paying attention to, not only just for the Masters, but maybe just in general in golf? Yeah, a guy that's getting a lot of buzz this week uh, and in the last few months, his name is Tom Kim. He's only 21 years old. He's from South Korea. He's actually won twice already on the PGA Tour. Uh, he won at the Wyndham in August, and he won in Vegas at the in the fall. So uh, he made a big splash on the international team at the President's Cup. Uh, Quail Hollow last year, but for a lot of maybe casual fans that weren't tuned into that, you're not watching PJ Tour week to week. This might be your first opportunity to watch Tom Kim, and he is absolutely a stud and a star in the making. So someone to keep an eye on this week for sure. Well, uh, do you make a pick for the Masters? Have you already made your pick? I'm going to ride with Xander. I feel like, you know, if we run back the interviews we've done over the last few years, I'd probably take Xander too many times for a guy that hasn't won a major yet, but I do just, man, he just popped off the sheet. All the metrics are there, the strokes gained. So I'll once more into the fray with Xander Shoffley, I'll take my chances. But I will say, I, you know, you're sitting at the, at the sheet. You're trying to find ways to pick against Scotty Scheffler. And, and at some point, maybe it's the, you know, the simplest path is the best path. It would not at all surprise me to see Scheffler go back to back. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's a pretty good bet, too, and just to know uh, where everybody's at in the golf game as well. And I think that with the Masters, you mentioned weather, and we know about the big event and everything. I think we asked you about it uh, at least last year, too, but I'm going to ask you again. what For people that may have not have been to Augusta or not gone to the Masters but are trying to go, maybe they're in the lottery or just want to be there, I know uh, you've definitely been there, but uh, just what are the your favorite things, the things that stand out, and what makes that trip and that – event so worth it as a spectator just being able to be there be on the course and be able to watch it uh if, if you're lucky enough to be able to get in yeah i mean there's so much about it there's so much about it that's amazing from i would say just the topography first of all and it's a much smaller place than you think on tv it's much hillier uh but everything you see about it it's like it's like really wonky chocolate factory for golf fans and you know the the dollar 50 egg salad sandwiches and just walking 
around the grounds, and then you throw a stick, and, and you realize, hey, this is where Larry Myers chipped in. Hey, this is where Bubba hit it out of the trees on 10. Everywhere is etched with history, and it's, it's just an amazing piece of land. And, and then all the, the crazy stuff that they do with it where the sandwiches are wrapped in green so you don't see trash on the ground, there's people picking up stuff, and you never actually see a bird. It's, some of it is, is urban legend, but some of it is absolutely living up to the billing and expectations we have. Yeah, it's on my bucket list to go at some point in time. But uh, like I said, it's it's tough to get in, but definitely an event that should be a lot of fun, not only to be there, but also a really great event to watch. But, Will, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. It's going to be a great week, I know, for you, too, because how much you love watching golf, but also with the Masters and everything. Hopefully it ends up being really entertaining. And uh, I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. All right, my man? All right, sounds good, guys. Good to be with you as always.